Welcome to the Word Podcast. Hello again. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Word Podcast. For today's episode, we are going way back into the Old Testament to Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, where we have recorded for us the... uh, Aaron, uh, the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, using unauthorized or strange fire before God and being quickly punished for it. We will look at what this strange fire was, uh, why it was judged so harshly by God, um, who, who Nadab and Abihu were, and ultimately what God was telling us then and now. Now, before we go diving in, let's take a moment together to bow our heads and offer praise to our Lord. Lord, we thank you once again that we can come together to read your words. We ask that all of those in our lives who have not yet accepted your gifts, your love, that you give us the opportunity to tell others about you, make us understand what we share, and make us bold to go and make disciples. In your name we pray, amen. So let's start by reading this small passage in Leviticus 10, 1 through 3. And as we do, let's let's have some context here to set the stage. The first tabernacle had been built at this time, And God gave very specific instructions on how to sacrifice to him and what steps must be taken to honor and worship him properly. Moses had a brother named Aaron who performed a lot of these sacrifices as per God's instructions. Now, Aaron had sons. Two of these sons were named Nadab and Abihu. And one day, these two sons of Aaron took it upon themselves to try and honor God in their own way, apart from the specific instructions that God had laid before them. So let's take up our Bibles then and read from Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. So it's very short and to the point. um, The strange fire is referred to here in my English Standard Version as unauthorized fire. In some translations, they use the word strange when referring to the burning of the incense. Either way, it did not work out the way they had planned, and they displeased God. God found their offering to not only be displeasing, but outright offensive, and thus they received the fates they did, in which fire consumed them and killed them. Now Moses, the brother of Aaron and uncle to the two dead men, Nadab and Abihu, 
explains to Aaron why God did what he did. And Moses says, this is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified or I will show myself holy. And before all the people, I will be glorified or honored. God is expressing his displeasure here. They didn't honor me the way that I'm worthy of and also not the way I told you to do it. So now we don't know exactly what the two men did wrong with their fire, but we are told that it was unauthorized. So it could be uh, that the two men didn't take fire to light the incense from the altar. Perhaps they had their own fire or they made their own fire. In Leviticus chapter 16, verse 12, we are told where the fire to light the incense must come from. And it says, And he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord. Those instructions are clear. Get fiery coals from the altar. A censer full of coals of fire. Now, I wasn't sure exactly what a censer was, so I looked it up. And a censer is just the metal container that would hold the burning coals and incense for burning in the temple. We get another clue as to what they possibly did wrong. Just a few verses later, when the Lord speaks to Aaron, uh, the same chapter we're in, but verses 8 and 9, the Lord speaks to Aaron, and uh, we read here, The Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Drink no wine or strong drink, you or your sons, with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. So here we get another instruction from God. Don't, don't be drinking when you come in here to see me. Now, did Nadab and Abihu enter the tabernacle drunk when they were consumed by fire? It's certainly possible. Again, we don't know the precise details, only that they failed miserably in their attempt to honor God the way they were supposed to. They thought they could do it their own way, not God's way. They felt they knew better and were punished accordingly. Now we can come to the conclusion that in some way, Nadab and Abihu were killed as a result of their carelessness or arrogance before God. So now let's look at the punishment. Why such a harsh punishment? We know that we know that this was the first time that sacrifices were being offered as a way for the Israelites to become closer with God. If right in the very beginning, because like God had just set up this tabernacle, gave Moses and Aaron the instructions on this is how you build it, even specific instructions as to how it's built, the, the measurements of everything. And when you come into this tabernacle to worship me, you got to follow these rules, very, very specific rules. So now they're starting to do this. And if God were to allow these two to disobey the rules and get away with it, now that opens the door wide uh, to disobedience. So God wanted his people to come to him, but he wanted, it, wanted them to do it his way, in a way that represented the honor deserving of God. God could not allow disobedience, especially this early on, right after he gave the specific instructions on how to speak with him. He could not allow disobedience to go unpunished at this time. An example had to be set. A precedent had to be set. Precedent had to be set for any attempts 
uh, in the future for people to even uh, think about disobeying his laws. We do see a similar harsh judgment like this later on in Acts chapter 5 verses 1 to 11 where God strikes dead uh, a couple for lying and that is Ananias and Sapphira, the couple uh, that are stricken dead for lying. And if we remember, the two of them were lying to Peter about the land they had sold. Peter says to them, you have not lied to man, but to God. And they die right there on the spot as a warning to others that God will not be treated this way. Their deaths sent fear throughout the early church, which taught people think twice before attempting to cheat or lie to the Lord. And we see that same warning in Moses' day with the sudden fiery deaths of Moses' nephews, Nadab and Abihu, with their strange fire. These two stories um, of the couple that lied and uh, the brothers, Nadab and Abihu, show God really hammering down his judgment which of course he does at times, he punishes people. But, but I also want to stress here that he's a very loving God. The Bible is full of instances where we receive his mercy and his love. But God wants us to understand that he's serious when it comes to his honor. He punishes disobedience, but he does so from a place of love. And we find the assurance of his love throughout the Bible. And one of the best examples of this is written for us in Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7 and 8, it reads, It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. It's for our own good. And haven't we heard all that before? That I'm doing this for your own good. Can a parent's love not exist alongside discipline? Of course it can. Our Father in Heaven disciplines us because He loves us. He gives us guidance because He loves us. He stresses, don't disobey me, which is the role of a father, a loving father. It's important to remember as well that the story of the strange fire took place long before Jesus changed everything. Old Testament people had very, very strict rules, very, very strict customs when it came to dealing with God. This was at that time, that's how God chose to show himself to his chosen people. They got to be near him. They got to speak with him uh, as long as they followed the ritual sacrifices and obeyed the very clear, strict, precise commands that are laid out in the Old Testament, particularly in Leviticus. Now, when Jesus came and died, we had that curtain of the temple torn in two. And now we can enjoy direct contact with our Father. Jesus is the go-between for us now. Now we go directly to the Father that used to require... Uh, sacrifice rituals just to be close to him, just to speak to him. Now he's available anytime, anywhere, and that is made possible through Jesus Christ. 
Through the tearing of the curtain in the temple, Jesus makes God accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God isn't any less holy now than he was at the time of Moses. He has just become incredibly more accessible through Jesus Christ. And when you think about that, that gift alone, the gift of salvation, the gift of, uh, of all of our sins being absolved through the sacrifice of Jesus, all the wonderful gifts that he gives us, he gave us a direct line to God. He is a direct line to God. He is the great go-between for us. We can speak to Jesus. Jesus is with us. God is with us. We can speak to God whenever we want. We now have that direct line to God. And in Hebrews, in my notes here, I've got Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. Ah, okay. It says that the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. We no longer need to light incense. We no longer need to offer sacrifices and enter through a curtain. Jesus made direct access possible now and forever for those who choose to follow him. No more rituals, no more sacrifices, no more following step-by-step -step instructions. God loves us. He sent his son for us. And now we have that direct line. And I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. This is going to be probably the shortest episode we've ever done. But I know the story of the strange fire and the two brothers that were burned up for trying to enter the temple with strange fire. And I did not know much else about it. What was the strange fire? Who were the brothers? What's the relationship to other major players in the Bible? And now we know they're the nephews of Moses, the sons of Aaron, Aaron's Moses' brother. We know that the strange fire was them bringing fire into the temple, not in the way God had told them to do it, and how severely they were punished for that. And we looked into why they were punished the way they were, and we've gotten the lesson of a father's love, a father's discipline out of that. So I think that's a great way to wrap up this episode. I hope you learned a little about this event in the Bible. I certainly did. So let's move now to closing up this episode and let's do so by praying together one more time here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together today to learn your Bible. We ask, we ask that you imprint your message in our hearts, that you shine a light on our paths. Lord, guide us towards you, always towards you. Never let me drift away or become complacent in who you are and how loving and holy you are. Forgive me, Father, when I stray from your ways, when I forget about you, when I dishonor you. Bring us back, Father, into your arms, the loving arms of a father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's, before we say goodbye, let's recap um, the different sections of the Bible we covered today. The story of the strange fire was found in Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. We also referenced Leviticus 16, verse 12, Acts 5, verses 1 to 11. That's the, uh, the couple, Sapphira and, can't remember his name, 
that were struck, stricken dead on the spot for lying to God. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 7 and 8, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. And that will do it for another week, folks. Thank you all for continuing to support us here. I pray that you all return again next week. And I will close out the show with the eighth verse of the fourth psalm. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety.